Yo, 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 welcome, welcome to another episode with Ignite the Spark Within Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Hernandez, and I am here to empower world-class leaders like yourself to create a life on your own terms. On these podcasts, we will be exploring the mysteries of self-mastery, shamanism, mysticism, conscious sexuality, and overcoming depression and anxiety. We'll be interviewing some of my very own tribe members from around the world and share some of our personal stories. We'll be discovering and implementing tools and strategies for living a more fulfilled life. So, join me on this journey of self-discovery and let's ignite that spark within together. A little bit about your host. I am a U.S. Navy veteran, served in the USS Ronald Reagan, was shaman apprentice, an international self-mastery coach, author, and conscious sexuality facilitator. Now, my mission is to support and empower world-class leaders like yourself, reminding you of the impact that you're meant to make in this lifetime. So if you want to learn more, if you bout that life, stay tuned for today's Season 1, Episode 11, The Path to Freedom, Understanding Self-Mastery, and the Three Pillars of Personal Empowerment. All right, welcome to this week's podcast episode. So let's get started, yeah? Self-mastery. So self-mastery, why? Why? Well, by now, if you listen to my past episodes, you should have somewhat of an idea of why I stand behind this ideology, right? And really, it's, I would say, our capacity to choose to grow, choose to evolve, choose to become better beings, right? Like overall, becoming a better person. Yes, a willingness, I think really is crucial to highlight, right? It's a willingness to not stay stagnant, right? Or complacent, really, but rather continue to choose to embody the best version of this infinite version of ourselves. Yes. And as infinite beings, the path to self-mastery is an infinite game where you choose what becoming the best version of you even means. And by that, I mean, have you, right, the person listening to this podcast right now, have you, have you met your highest self yet? Yes. And a, what I mean by that, it's have you met that version? And I mean a version of the infinite amount of versions that exist of you, right? Have you identified and created a relationship with the version of you that inspires you, that moves you, that fulfills you in knowing that you're on the journey to becoming that version of you? Right? Like, get, when I realized what I wanted, and more importantly, that I was willing to die for it to happen, my fear of death disappeared. Now, hear me out. When I got a glimpse of what was possible for all, and if I was given the option to choose death in order for it to happen, I gladly chose it. Hence, yes, my mission on this field, on this plane would have been fulfilled. When I got that, that vision became my true north. 
And so now every day I wake up, I know that I am on my way to that vision. And if I happen to die before that vision is realized, well, at least I know I died in the direction of that vision. And I would assume, right, or I would, I would, I would wish that my actions planted enough seeds that those seeds can grow and blossom in that direction that I had planted, right? And so you see, consider that your highest self can also be correlated with your personal mission statement. Yes. And if you are here on this plane, on this, in this dimension, in this realm, in this reality, consider that you're here to fulfill on a mission. Now, have you declared your mission? Are you clear on your vision? right? The vision that you're here to fulfill on. Now, I know that as an active listener of this podcast, you are well aware that life is more than just paying bills and living an ordinary routine. Well, how clear are you on what you're here to do on this plane, on this reality? Like, what is this reality asking of you that only you can provide and, and get this, you are more than capable and qualified to provide? And better yet, in you sharing your God-given gift, you are fulfilled and satisfied in knowing that you're being of service and making an impact. You see, consider what that would do for your self-esteem, for your confidence, for your self-worth. Inevitably, it's going to magnify, it's going to raise. Now, think about this. If you are clear on who you are, you're clear on where you're going, and you're clear on your value by the gifts you provide, is there any reason to envy or be jealous of anyone? The answer is no. Why? Because you know who you are. (laughs) Therefore, you can see others for who they are. And you can be compassionate for everyone's unique journey and understand that everyone has their own journey to walk and no one can walk anyone else's journey for them. Yes, when you know what your mission and purpose is, you have something to focus on, something far more important than keeping up with the status quo. You have direction. Therefore, you can enjoy the present moment knowing, yes, you're aware that that vision is going to happen as long as you keep steady and consistent. Therefore, you can be happy for others and the things they accomplish along their journey. You can genuinely be happy for others when they win, when they accomplish their goals, their objectives, because they serve as an inspiration for us to keep going. And when you know what you're worth, well, you don't need to compete with anybody. You just need to compete with the person in the mirror. That person looking back with ourselves, yes? And the real challenge is not to beat our opponent, that's limiting, but to challenge ourselves daily and continuously outperform ourselves. That's an infinite game of evolution.
But now, what happens when we don't choose self-mastery? When we don't even know that self-mastery is an option? What happens when we're not clear on who we are? What our purpose is? What our worth is? What do you think happens? Or, if I can rephrase that, what's the impact on ourselves when we aren't clear of who we are and how to even start doing the work? Well, for one, right now, if you, listening to this, are currently dealing with any level of anxiety, maybe some high stress, maybe symptoms of depression, or even maybe considered thoughts of suicide, I want you to ask yourself these three questions with a simple yes or no. You ready? First question. Do I know who I am and fully accept all parts of me, the good and the bad? Yes or no? Second question. Do I know my purpose in life? The vision of where I'm heading? Yes or no? Third question. Am I clear on the value I provide and I feel worthy to claim what I'm worth? Yes or no? So, how'd it go? If you answered yes to any of those, congratulations. However, if you answered no to all of these, considered you're not alone. Majority of people that I come across have never even considered some of these questions. Yet, for me, in my world, they exist as the pillars to freedom. Now, think about it. I'm going to ask you the same questions, okay? But this time, I want you to declare yes, as in you're committed to making it happen. And just notice what comes up, okay? Now, imagine that you did have clarity in these areas. What would become available for you? So again, first question, right? So I'm going to repeat the question and you're going to declare yes, okay? So first question, do I know who I am? Fully accepting all parts of me, the good and the bad? Okay, good. Second question. Do I know my purpose in life? The vision of where I'm heading? Okay, very good. And third question. Am I clear on the value I provide and feel worthy to claim what I'm worth? Very good. Now, take some time to let that sink in. You just made some three very powerful declarations. And I would even recommend to pause the podcast and just breathe that in. Welcome back. Now. I would say that I've been unconsciously walking the path to self-mastery without knowing it was called self-mastery since I was pretty young. 
Now, for the most part, I've always enjoyed getting better at things. Then again, who doesn't, right? Like, who doesn't? However, it's willing to be a beginner long enough in order to become good, right? It's like that book that says, in order to become great, you must be good. But in order for you to become good, you must start. Right. And usually in the start, we're not necessarily very good, (laughs) but it's that process. Yes. And so consider that there are many artists and talented and amazing beings on this planet that are unconsciously walking the path of self mastery, right? With the drive of simply loving their craft or perfecting their craft. However, consider that self-mastery is more than just things we can create with our hands and things that we can do, right? Self-mastery is also about learning to manage our emotions, uh, to control our desires, to reconstruct our perception of our reality. And really, it's our capacity to notice our triggers, notice our insecurities, our faults, our habits, and so on. Now, let me ask you, what do you think happens when you get that in tune with yourself? What becomes available? Well, can you agree with me that life transform into an ultimate classroom, right? Where it's a classroom and a teacher all at once, where a standpoint on life is no longer one of life is happening and we get to participate in this thing called life. Yes. And consider that it can transform into this beautiful perspective where this is my life and I get to co-create with life as it teaches me along the way. You see, having that outlook on life is what has helped me stay focused on my vision and not lose faith but rather, on the contrary, deepen my communication with life and its wonders, where I'm often seeking the lesson to learn from. And, and, and I will be the first to tell you that I still get triggered, right? Like, I'll be the first to tell you that I am far from perfect and in no way claim to be or claim to have fully mastered myself or to be this. No, nothing like that. And I would say yet the complete opposite, right? And yet for that same reason, right, I saw the importance in seeking mentors and learning from guides, learning from other teachers, uh, learning and gaining tools along the way so that I can become proficient in this topic, which led me to creating my own tools and my own strategies so that I can really call myself out in all the different areas of my life. So recently, I feel I've been encountering this more than usual. And, well, it also puts me in a position to consider what have I been doing differently that has this behavior manifest more and more in my life. Now, I can definitely say that I'm okay being the lone wolf, right? Like, I'm okay with that. Some of my deepest, most powerful journeys were alone, was facing my deepest, darkest fears. So I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not afraid to be alone. Therefore, I'm not one to put up with someone's shit, (laughs) really. And while I'm usually one to just smile and own my peace by exiting them out of my life, 
Recently, I've been getting tested and it's been triggering me on various degrees from becoming angry, defensive, and even considering violent thoughts. Now, in the past, those thoughts would turn into resentment. They would turn into revenge and I would even sometimes act on that violence. Whereas now, right, I can acknowledge that I can observe all those emotions and move my energy. I get to reframe my thoughts and create immediate declarations to shift my paradigm. You see, that's my own process of self-mastery. Therefore, there is enormous growth that I can recognize in my capacity to stay calm and collected in the midst of being tested. But now let me clarify what I mean by being tested because I feel this is something um, happening that we're not even aware of, right? Now, I'll give you an example. Imagine you're back in high school, yes, and you have your favorite teacher. Then one day you go to class and you find out that there's now a new teacher. Well, you want your old teacher back, right? Not this new person. So you begin to test this new teacher, right? You test their boundaries. You test their limits. Test what you can get away with and what you can't get away with. In essence, you're testing out what kind of teacher they are. Well, here's the thing about test. We're almost always doing it and oftentimes not even aware that we're doing it. You see, we test our partners to see how, how loyal they are. We test our friends to see if they're really telling the truth. We test people to see what kind of people they are. In the dating scene, men and women are both testing each other all the time to see the different types of reactions, right? It's always happening, whether we're conscious of it or unconscious of it. And, and get this, when you can understand the motive behind the test from a standpoint, yes, that we tend to test, get this, out of defense. This is how we learn to trust people. You see, it's, it's when we understand that, that most people are doing tests is really just to identify, can I trust this person? And so we test. And when we can understand that that's why people often test, then it's a lot easier to not take it personal because how often do we test people out of our own defense mechanism? So lately, yes, I've been being tested more than usual and it's been a great experience to acknowledge my thoughts and where they still are reactive. Yes, and it's great insight as to where I'm still being reactive to the outside world and great insight as to where there's room for me to speak up. Yes, to declare my boundaries and calm or bad, better yet, right? To learn how to channel my anger when I am feeling disrespected, right? Am I willing to pause and ask the fundamental question, why am I feeling this way? Yes, when we're able to recognize the origin of the trigger, that's where self-mastery comes into play. So one of my most recent triggers was being hushed in the midst of a peak with plant medicine. Now, I recognized that my ego was upset 
it was upset because it felt disrespected and that triggered a whole series of questions around tolerating abuse and others trying to diminish my light out of their own insecurities. Like, man, I was triggered and my mind just went on a tangent of just all these possibilities and scenarios. And look, I was triggered, right? And that turned my journey with the medicine into a very dark moment. And I had to become conscious of how dark I can get, and more importantly, continue to redirect my thoughts to avoid going darker. Now, it was not the appropriate place to do that type of work. For one, I was reminded of how dark I can go, specifically around respect, and two, how much I've grown really, to be able to stay calm and collected while being so triggered and under the influence of a heavy dose of, of plant medicine. So here's something that, that really was highlighted in this whole experience and was my relationship to respect, right? So here's the thing about respect. Respect, I believe, will open doors and sit you at tables that very few people mm, get to experience when you understand the power of it. Yes. Now, keep in mind that respect is not the same as fake flattering, but rather a truce that I will respect your space, your thoughts. I will respect you as a being and and unfortunately, we live in times that respect is actually hard to come by. So when respect is given, it's actually considered a commodity of high value, which then brings up its opposite. I believe there's a breaking point that is often determined by the amount of self-control one has, right? And that breaking point is where the tolerating of disrespect moves into a means of forcing respect. Yes, now... I heard this story not too long ago that I feel demonstrates this perfectly, yes. And there's, well, there's once a humble lion chilling in his space, minding his own business. Then some hyenas came and started to poke at him. The lion didn't pay much mind to them for they were hyenas being hyenas. Yes, so again, the hyenas came and messed with him. And again, the lion didn't pay no mind to the hyenas for he had no intent in wasting his time with the hyenas. Then the hyenas came back again to mess with him. Only this time, the lion got up and ate them all. Moral of the story, never push a lion to the point of no return. Just like that lion, there are many folks in the world that will avoid conflict, that will lower the head today and take the abuse until that breaking point is met, and then they react. And here's the sad part is that oftentimes, it's they're usually the ones pointed as the horrible beast, not realizing how much that so-called beast endured before they unleashed the beast. So as the saying goes, people will talk about how much of a beast someone is, but won't mention the things that turn them into the beast. You see, we live in a society where people are living on the edge and unfortunately, not everyone has the privilege of having mentors and guides to teach them how to manage their emotions and stress. Now, more than ever, we need kind-hearted people who can demonstrate patience and compassion. Now, I love the saying that goes, hurt people hurt people, therefore 
healed people heal people. When on the path to self-mastery, we are actively working on healing ourselves. And by healing ourselves, we no longer feel the need to hurt others. Therefore, we help others. We help others heal. You see, from a healed place, you no longer feel the need to put others down. You don't need to belittle others. Consider that those that put others down are merely acting out from their own insecurities. And when we can realize this well, it becomes easier to not take things personal. And yet knowing this, it does not guarantee that we won't take it personal, right? Like I mentioned recently, I've had to regroup and identify who am I being, yes, that one has been triggering other alpha men around me to feel the need to prove themselves by trying to put me down. And two, how can I handle the situation to ensure my boundaries are clear and that the disrespect does not continue to happen? Like mentioned earlier, knowing what our tolerance levels are help us gauge when it makes sense to just let it go and when it's necessary to send a clear statement that boundaries or respect was broken and that just simply doesn't work. So this is a part of standing our ground. Yes. Like there's a part of like, yes, there's a part of being humble, but don't take shit neither. Right. And so it's standing our ground and honoring our space. Now consider that this brings us to a very important distinction that I believe can help us alleviate so much unnecessary conflict, and more importantly, reduce the amount of disappointment we experience in our lives. You ready? Check this out. When we can learn to differentiate between our expectations and our intentions, we can free ourselves and others of unnecessary conflict. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. I'll start by posing a question. How often are you left disappointed when you expect someone to behave a certain way? Now, if you're like most of us, I would say it's a relatively high number. Well, why is that? Consider that when we have an expectation of something or of someone, we are expecting that the other person should know what we know and therefore act accordingly. And here's the thing. Oftentimes, it seems obvious, like it's common sense, like they should know. Yes. And usually our expectations of others come from a place of they should know. However, truth be told, it's almost never as we expect. Why? Well, you see, consider that what may seem obvious to us may not seem obvious to others. And while there are many variables that play into the reason why this happens, I think more importantly, it's how do we solve it? How do we solve the mystery of expecting things and not being disappointed when they don't go our way? Ready for the solution? Ready? It's learning to voice our expectations by turning them into intentions. 
You see, the biggest difference between expectation and intention is that an expectation is known to myself with an expectation that the other person should know what we know. An intention, on the other hand, is actively letting the other person know what I want. You are actively engaging to make what you want happen, happen. See the difference? Expectation is based on an assumption, while intention is based on actively creating. Now, let's ground this a bit. Now, think of one of your closest friends, all right? What is an expectation you have of them? Now, like, think about this. Like, really take a couple of more seconds and think about, like, what is an expectation you have on them or maybe even the relationship? Now that you've now that you've thought of at least one expectation, right? Mm, ask yourself: Have you actively let this close friend of yours know about this expectation on the relationship, or do you kind of just assume that they know? You see, this is where powerful communication comes into play by engaging in this level of conversation with our loved ones. When we can actively begin to share with those around us what we want and don't want and have the freedom to express ourselves, yes, what we're willing to tolerate and will absolutely not tolerate. And look, granted, there are some things that you will not consider to bring up because they seem so obvious and yet you'd be surprised. Therefore, it's important to be willing to talk about broken expectations in a timely manner to avoid any resentment and learn to reestablish those healthy boundaries, right? So I'll give you a personal example. So last week, my ceremony partner and I were hosting a sacred circle and the energy felt a bit off. Now, up until that point, I brushed it off and I continued to set the space. Now, once we're all in the medicine, there was a couple of instances that I felt he kept cutting me off in the midst of my drumming or me speaking. Now, as I reflect back on it, I had an expectation that he knew what I was doing and that he would respect what I was doing by giving me the space and undivided attention. Now, this happened multiple times, and as you can imagine, I was becoming irritated. However, I knew that bringing it up in that exact moment would, one, not be conducive for the environment, and two, I was too triggered and needed the space to calm down and gather my thoughts. Now, after the ceremony was complete later that evening, he asked me what I thought of the ceremony, and well, I took the time to share what my experience was like. I told him that I didn't appreciate his actions and that here moving forward, I would appreciate if he was more mindful. You see, I went from having an expectation that he should know better, and I made it very clear by setting the intention moving forward. And granted, it happened. We've had several ceremonies since, and the intention has remained alive. I feel our partnership has become stronger because of the elevation of our willingness to communicate about our unconscious expectations and yet making them conscious intentions. So again, I ask you, are you clear on the expectations you have of the people in your life, your family, your friends, your romantic relationships? Here's a better question. Are they aware 
of the expectations you have of them, <laughs> right? Now, if you've never let them know what you expect of them and your relationship, then I invite you to start turning those expectations into conscious intentions. And look, this can actually be a very transformative and powerful exercise that you can do with your inner circle. Gather them up, either one-on-one -on -one or in a group dynamic, and start sharing with each other. Share each other's expectations. Now, this can help clear out so many potential misunderstandings and conflicts in the future simply by stating what you want out of your relationship together. Now, consider that this brings us back to connecting with our highest self and mastering ourselves by first knowing ourselves yes knowing what we want and what we don't want getting clear with what we're willing to tolerate and won't tolerate and even further getting clear with what brings us fulfillment in our lives you see it's up to us to do the work to go out to go explore try new things be a beginner at new things discover what brings passion to our lives Ultimately, embodying our highest self correlates with our capacity to create a life that is fulfilling, whole, and complete. Yes, now granted that the path to our highest self is not always sunshine and rainbows. And you guys, I'm sure are aware of this, right? Sometimes the path to self-mastery can be a very dark and lonely path with lots of heartache and confrontations with our lower self. Like I've mentioned in the past episodes, I learned to appreciate heaven, truly appreciate heaven once I got my freedom from hell. Sometimes we have to go through our darkness to remind us of what we're capable of, to remind us to be more grateful and present. Now, I want to give a huge shout out to a very special person that currently is kicking butt in life. And shortly after, like having gone through some pretty heavy pain, she's been able in a very short period of time, like really use that pain to create magic. Right. So I want to give a huge shout out to one of our tribe members, Cherry Resurrection. This is one tough and powerful mom, warrior and goddess. Yeah. Now she recently just went through some hard times in her life and yet she has really managed to use that pain to transcend to, into a just a powerful message. Yes, and it's a powerful message for others that have gone through what she went through or even something similar. Now, I don't want to ruin it for you, right? So she recently just launched her very own podcast that you can go check out. And it's called Taming Darkness, Finding Your Magic Through Pain. All right. So really powerful where she shares about her personal story and how she's been using her grieving time to double down on what's important to her while also sharing her new projects with the world. So don't miss out on her inspiring story that i know will connect with many mothers and fathers yes so i'll leave the link to her podcast on the description now as for you listening to this podcast i have a question have you identified your highest self yet have you created a relationship with that version of you are you clear on the intentions you have set in place for your life and your divine path. How are you taking care of yourself? How are you remembering to nurture yourself? 
How are you providing that self-love? What about your limiting beliefs? Have you had a chance to question them? Or better put, the beliefs that make you doubt your capacity to obtain everything you want. Have you started to create a structure for your life that helps you stay organized on your path to your highest self? You see, all of this is part of doing the work and no one can do the work for you. Or my favorite line, dude, I can't pee for you. <laughs> so let me uh, let me explain what that's about. So short little story. So it's my birthday. Um, this was, I don't know, probably like six years ago. I think. I don't even remember. Um, and a group of my closest friends at the time uh, that were in the same town, we headed out into the woods to camp out. And we had a ceremony. Now, it's now late in the evening. We're in this big tent. And my little bro, Timon, uh, he starts talking about how he really really needs to pee, but he doesn't want to go outside because it's too cold. <laughs> so this literally became a debate that he was convinced someone else could go outside and pee for him. And it made me realize like, wow, this is life. There's people that really think others can do the work for us. Think about it. We're willing to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for a quick fix we want the instant gratification and we want it now but truth be told self-mastery is an infinite journey of continuously learning and how mr beams from coral glades high school used to say it's our duty to push back our frontiers of ignorance and it starts with our own ignorance. Therefore, self-mastery is the art of bringing the unconscious to the conscious. With that being said, I invite you to take the self-mastery quiz and find out where you stand in your journey. Like, where are you at? Where are you at towards embodying your highest self? And take consideration that the quiz will help you identify the areas that you're excelling in and the areas that you can possibly need some improvement. Now, it also provides you with the personalized suggestions of how to continue improving your self-mastery skills so that you can put yourself into uh, the next level, the next stage. Yes, yeah? so uh, make sure that you put the Ignite Self-Mastery on your safe email list if you do decide to take that quiz. Now, um, in regards to the challenge for this week, now I invite you to take some time to reflect on what you've learned from this podcast, what I've shared and consider how you can apply it to your own life. Yes. For instance, what steps can you take to embody your highest self and create a more fulfilled life? Consider setting clear intentions, practicing your self-care and learning to let go of your limiting beliefs or more importantly, identifying them. Yes. Remember that self-mastery is an ongoing journey and it's up to you to take responsibility for your own growth and development. So how can you take action today, this week, to start creating the life that you truly desire? 
Remember, it's up to you. So take the quiz if you're up for it. Now, to recap on today's episode, we dove deep into the importance of self-mastery and how it can help us create a more fulfilled life. We explored the different ways in which we can master ourselves, from managing our emotions to reconstructing our perception of reality. We also talked about the difference between expectations and intentions and how understanding this can help us navigate our relationship in a more positive way. Yeah. Now, by setting clear intentions and communicating them effectively, we can also avoid a shit ton of unnecessary conflicts and misunderstandings. As always, I encourage you to listen, to continue, to explore, to mm, go out there and try on what self-mastery is. It what self-mastery is for you? What is there for you to master? Yes. And speaking of incredible work, I want to give another huge shout out to Cherry Resurrection. I'm just really, really, really proud of this, this incredible being for amazing new podcast, Taming the Darkness. So um, her story of using pain to create magic and healing is truly inspiring. So check that out. And I want to thank you who's listening for tuning in and supporting this podcast and for being part of the community of world-class leaders who are committed to creating a life on their own terms. So remember, self-mastery is an ongoing journey, and I'm not going to get tired of telling you this. It's ongoing. It's never-ending, and it's up to you to take responsibility for your own growth and development. So join us on this journey of self-discovery, and let's ignite the spark within. Together, 